Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And you can read along in our bulletin. Later that day, when evening came, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. They left the crowd and took took him in the boat just as he was. Other boats followed along. Gale force winds arose and waves crashed against the boat so that the boat was swamped. But Jesus was in the rear of the boat sleeping on a pillow. They woke him up and said, teacher, don't you care that we're drowning? He got up and gave orders to the wind and he said to the lake, silence, be still. The wind settled down and there was a great calm. And Jesus asked them, why are you frightened? Don't you have faith yet? Overcome with awe, they said to each other, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So, we are all here this morning, especially even those who are online. We all come here to church, and let me ask you a question. What are you expecting when you get here each Sunday morning? Are we expecting to meet friends? Or maybe we're expecting to hear good music, or dare I say it, a good sermon. But are we expecting to meet God? And if so, if we are expecting to meet God, what kind of God are we going to meet? Is God one that is a good guy that helps others? Or are we expecting something that is beyond all of our expectations? The writer Ann Dillard has said that coming to church for worship should make us nervous. This is kind of a well-known quote, and she says this, it is madness to wear ladies' straw hats and velvet hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should issue life preservers and signal flares. They should lash us to our pews, for the sleeping God may wake someday and take offense, or the waking God may draw us to where we can never return. If Dillard is right, then we should, to borrow a line from the philosopher Soren Kierkegaard, come to worship with fear and trembling. We will expect a God that we will have never expected at all. This story that we just read is found in the three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
but it is here in Mark, and ironically, in the shortest book, that it is the most detailed story. The disciples, we find out, are scared out of their wits, and Jesus calms the waters, and then asks why they didn't trust him enough. Now, the disciples and Jesus are in a boat, and they're crossing over in the Sea of Galilee, and then a storm shows up. Now, some theologians think that this was not just your run-of-the-mill storm. Because Jesus, in some versions, rebukes the storm in the same way that you would rebuke a demon. So, but either way, this storm was nothing like the disciples had ever seen. And most of the disciples would know something or two about storms because they were fishermen. They were out on the water. They would understand this. But this was something they had never encountered. And they were afraid. And the fact of the matter is, if you or I were in a boat in that situation, we would be scared as well. Which is why the disciples are just a bit upset that Jesus is asleep on the boat. Which I always wanted to wonder, how in the world could he sleep with all of that going on? But he is the son of God. They don't get what's going on. They're upset. They are scared. They think that they're going to die. And here's Jesus, asleep. Why isn't he scared? Why isn't he scared like we are, is what they're thinking. And even more, it's not even simply that, why isn't he scared like we are? It's really getting down to the, to the bare bones here to the, and saying, why doesn't he care? They're finally able to wake Jesus up. He rebukes the storm. And just like that, the winds cease. Everything is peaceful again. Now that, of course, should have taken away the fear of the disciples, right? No. Because now, they were freaked out. Not about the storm, but about Jesus. Because They knew that Jesus was this very special person. But someone that was powerful enough to still a storm is not just a mere mortal, but something far more radical. Now, some versions of this text say that the disciples were in awe. But that is not what the Greek says. And let's face it, if you saw what was happening, all would not be the word you would use. The word that they say in Greek translates to they feared a great fear. So in short, they were afraid of Jesus. They were afraid because if he was God, then the jig was up for them. This is a God that would a God that knew what they were thinking, what they were feeling, and they knew that they were not angels. 
The disciples of Christ theologian Fred Craddock has said that what drew people to John the Baptist was that he drew them into the presence of God. And the thing that they didn't like about John the Baptist is that he brought them into the presence of God. The chance to see God face to face is what Craddock said everybody wants and nobody wants. Last week we talked about why we worship. And one of the reasons that we worship is to see that we are part of this larger body called church. And when we worship together, we come here imperfect, bearing each other's burden to become a true community. And it is in community that we are molded, that we are formed to be Christ's disciples. But none of that happens unless we enter God's presence, which is what worship is supposed to be about. Because when we come to worship, we come to connect with the God of the universe. And let's be honest, that should terrify us as well. Because I don't know about you, but I am not perfect. And there are some things I don't know if even I want God to know about, but of course, God does know about. When we gather to worship, it is to enter God's presence. And just as I said, that should scare us, just as Ann Dillard said, but we should also remember something else, something that God has reminded us when we sin, when we fall short when we come here knowing that we are sinners. Now it's different in other traditions, but at least among the disciples of Christ, we gather every Sunday around a communion table. And it is there that we remember the saving acts of Jesus Christ. And it is at the table that we are reminded that we are forgiven and we are saved through the same Jesus that rebuked the waves. So yes, you get to see your friends at church. We get to hear great music. Maybe sometimes you get to hear a good sermon. But that's not why we come. We come in need of forgiveness. We come in need of salvation. And we come knowing that outside of this church there are others that are dying to be forgiven, to be saved. And we want to go and gather with them and meet them. We gather to meet the God of the universe that loves us even though we are imperfect. And we gather at the communion table to remind ourselves of a God who loves us and loved us enough that they were willing to die for us. To borrow a phrase from the tech world, God is a disruptive force in our lives. If we come to church, we should expect a God that comes crashing into our plans into the way that we look at the world and turn our world upside down. 
And we should actually be as shocked about God as the disciples were shocked about Jesus. Because frankly, if God is not surprising us, if we aren't having to get out our own crash helmets, then we have to wonder, where is God in our life? When Jesus asked that question of where is your faith, he was basically asking, can we trust this God? This God that is powerful enough to calm the waters and yet also loves us. And the answer to that should be, yes. Yes, we can trust this God. There is a movie, it wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but I remember it very, very well. It was called Target, and it's by the stars Gene Hackman and Matt Dillon. Hackman is what looks like a normal businessman in Dallas, kind of a run-of-the-mill guy. His son, had, he has a strained relationship with his son. Son doesn't think that his dad is that interesting. But then they find out that their, mo their mother and, and wife is missing. They, she had went on a trip to Paris and now is missing. So they fly out to, to Paris, and it is there that all of a sudden, the son finds out that the dad that he thought he knew, he didn't know. All of a sudden, he realizes that his dad speaks fluent French. And a little later, Hackman reveals what's going on that he was an agent in the CIA. The son is flabbergasted because all his life he thought he knew who his father was. And now he didn't. And the disciples in some ways are like that. They thought they knew who Jesus was. And then all of a sudden realized Jesus was totally different than what they expected. In life, we think that we know who God is, but sometimes we go through storms of our own and realize God in a way that we never imagined. How we expected God is not how we expected God. It surprises us, it opens us up. And when we get to those moments where we find the God that we thought we knew is not that God, but someone different, someone more amazing than ever before, the question comes down to, can we trust this God? And of course, the answer is yes. If we're coming into this building, we're coming into the presence of God to worship. We are coming to know a God that we're still going to continue to understand. And we come to encounter a God that continues to surprise us. So as we come and continue with worship, 
let us put on our own crash helmets because God is here. Thanks be to God. Amen. As we prepare for uh, the song after worship, just a reminder, if you um, are someone that is looking for prayer um, or are interested in becoming a part of this congregation, uh, please, uh, you can fill out, if you're online, fill out, there's a form you can fill out on the website, um, or feel free if you're here to talk to me after worship. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.